Hey, you're listening to Melissa Unscripted, and we want you to know we love our listeners. We especially love when they send us ideas for new episodes they like to hear, and when they subscribe so they don't miss an episode. So share your ideas, hit the subscribe button, and keep listening. You're listening to Melissa Unscripted. I'm your co-host, Dave Wilson, from Tiger Moth Creative. We created this podcast to bring listeners helpful perspectives on all kinds of real estate experiences, from the enlightening to the humorous. Along the way, we'll branch out on related topics, and we will definitely chase a random squirrel or two. With me always is my friend and co-host, Melissa Greer, a nationally ranked real estate agent. So, so what do you think we were talking the other day, and you mentioned that you were going to a retirement community to... Oh, yeah. to uh, I'm not exactly sure what you were doing because I've never heard of realtors going to a retirement community. You can't sell things there. The only time you? we usually go to retirement communities is to get documents signed or go talk to our clients who we have their houses we're trying to sell. But what um, I feel very fortunate, and I've done it on and off for years, is um, there's several of them that I'll go do a presentation. So when they get a group of people that they want to come live there, they're trying to you know, sell them on coming to live there because at some at a certain point in time, people either are going to stay home or they're going to go somewhere like that. And so they have presentations and they send out these invites and they they have invite them so they can see the facility. And they'll usually have a, a really good financial person. They have someone who helps de- you know them move and and declutter or do whatever. And then they'll usually get a realtor. And if I'm fortunate enough, I'm that person. Not all the time, but hopefully some of the time. So, so what do you do there? Like, what's the goal of you going there? So when they have this group together, you go and they want to know about the market. They want to know if it's a good time to sell. They want to know what, what what would we have to do to get a good price for a house. A lot of people aren't in tune with that. It's on the news, but they don't know. So we really give a market update. We talk about different staging techniques. We talk about what we do. We don't sell them on us because... Truthfully, they could already have a family member who's a realtor. But it's something I like to do that feels like a public service almost. If we get business out of it, that's awesome. I actually love that kind of business because it. I love any client that I feel like really needs us and that we can help them. And, it, you know, this is a big part of our business and it's going to continue to be. And so, yeah, we... I do it as much as I can if they ask and I really want to help with it, but also... Through the years, because I grew up in Greensboro, I'm fortunate enough to work with a lot of my friends that I grew up with, their parents, because I've known them. And so that makes it great, too, because it it's really a big part of our business. As a realtor, do you approach it differently? What's- well, it's definitely a different approach, because what we what's happened in our industry is everything is electronic. So we do electronic signatures. It could be DocuSign. It could be DotLoop or whatever whatever anyone uses. But a lot of people who are at the point where they're moving to a retirement home, they're not interested in all that. <laughs> you got to go see them. It's a different way of doing business, and you really have to respect how people have done business over the years. So say I had a 22-year-old out of college, and I was going to sell them something. I wouldn't really think I needed to, you know, explain DocuSign and electronic signatures. I don't I wouldn't think I would need to sit down with them or 
write them notes or talk to them on the phone. They don't want to talk. They want to text. But it's the exact opposite. We're dealing with a group of people that absolutely you have to go see them. You have to sit down and talk to them. You have to explain these documents. You have to, I don't want to say hand-holding because it's not really something we physically do, but you want to show them that you're going to be with them every step of the way and help them in this process. And, and that not, you understand Oh, them. well, you have to have so much compassion because what, imagine, well, you, you've been in your home for how long? Uh 16 years. Okay. So some of these people have been in there for the longest was for me was 50. Seriously, where someone had been there in 50 years. And when they've been in that home and it represents everything that, you know, I respect like their memories, their family, and they're leaving that home and they're going to go to a place that they're not sure about, but it's nice. And they've got to get rid of a lot of their things that have brought them comfort And keep in mind, what's interesting is sometimes we're dealing with people who lived during the Depression, and it's not that they are hoarders at all. They're not. But people who lived during the Depression, they have a lot of possessions because they value them more than we do. And and it's interesting. I've learned that. It's It's not anything other than that. It's they've worked really hard for everything they have over the years. And, and they're, they're used to, yeah. And yeah, I remember when my granddad moved, we had to help him get rid of a lot of things. He knew, he wasn't a hoarder. He had a whole bunch of stuff. It was yeah. all very well organized. Oh, yeah. He had a big workshop in his whole basement, but he never got rid of anything because he had nothing before. No. And he's like, I know what I can use this for. I know what I can use this for. So it was time to get rid of this stuff, a lot of this stuff. It wasn't that big of a deal. Right. It just took a little bit of talking and, and saying, look, you just got to, find what's going to fit in your new house. What's the most important thing? But things? what's interesting is I just sold a house in my neighborhood, and it's the original owners, and I live in a neighborhood where the houses were built in the 40s, 50s, or maybe even earlier. And everything in that house was still there. And people save things like, I don't know about you, but if I, if I go on a date and I enjoyed it, I'll save the ticket to the concert. Or, you know, there are things I save that sometimes I don't want to get rid of. We save the corks to our Christmas dinner. My wife and I do, so uh, whether it's the business, whatever, and we write on the cork what it is, and then we make it a Christmas ornament. So then we hang it into the tree. What a great idea. So it's sentimental. It's very sentimental, yeah. So imagine if you lived in a house for 30, 40, 50 years, and what would you save from your kids' school, from your kids' projects, from your work, from your weddings? Yeah. And I mean, and I, and I don't like a lot of things, but that there are certain things. So you can imagine. So that's, no, what, you're definitely a minimalist. Well, I mean, in your house, at more least. so, not as much as some, but more yeah. so than others. But it's interesting because I really feel like with, I love working with people who are, who are at that point in their life because it requires a lot of compassion. It requires you to sit there. And I'll sit there with them as long as I want because this is a generation that we can learn so much from and they can teach us so much. And I feel like that the younger people are, the less they respect that. And yeah. and they need to feel respected in the process, you know, of whatever we're doing. So, no, I, I absolutely love it. But we, we do a lot with that and it, it requires a lot more. But I always tell people at that point, we'll do anything for them. I think yeah. this is a probably something harder for a really young realtor to handle. It you is. You and I grew up in yeah. a time where there wasn't cell phones, and yeah. you know that you know it's a big a big shift 
in the digital world. That's when you're true. dealing with people now who are retiring, they weren't even part of the shift of the digital world. Most of them. Some right. of them are very savvy, especially for their age. But yeah, it is, you know, it's a little more, it's a little more, yeah. you, you learn growing up how to do that, how to well, react. And so now you're. Well, we, and we've it, grown into a minimalist society. It's mm-hmm. so funny because. Even, Not in my house. Well, even if people like people in, now admittedly I'm in my 30s, but people in their 20s. They're going to come to my house and they'll think, this is cluttered. Uh, someone in their 20s would come in here and think, this isn't minimalist. I mean, you have some things on surfaces. You've got books. You know, they don't have books because I don't think they exist. Anymore. Yeah, they don't understand like how they use them. I like a book. But the thing is, that's where we go. So when you think about people who are moving to retirement home, you have to be patient. It's emotional. I My favorite couple that, I mean, they're like, I, I can't even tell you how much they mean to me. When I sold their house and they were doing this, I mean, I remember I had to go meet with them once a month for a couple of years before they ever really got to a point where they would be happy moving. And then just trying to get it ready to show and take pictures of their house. It really is better if they move. I first. could not imagine living in a house for 50 years and then moving away from it. Like, I mean, that's a lot of memories you're oh, yeah. you're dealing with. Can you imagine? I mean, it's like not having, they have to get rid of things that they've had their whole life. Yeah. It, it's interesting. I and, mean, you know, and, the, and yeah. everybody attaches memories to stuff. Yeah. And I think it's human, but I think that generation does it even more so. And that's why they keep a lot of it. And then truly, like normally when we stage a property, we're going to, when we stage a property, we're going to go in and bring our painter and all this. So imagine if you've lived in a house 50 years and someone comes in and says, hey, well, you got to paint this, this, and this. You got to get rid of this wallpaper. You got to do all this while you're living here. They don't want to do that. And honestly... So you talk them out of... You you get them to move out of the house ideally and then do the changes? If financially that's an option, that's always the best option. Always. Because then... Is it less hurtful or less emotional? Is that what it is? Well, it it helps them not see... So the whole point to any kind of staging is... It helps you detach because it doesn't feel like your house anymore. Yeah. And there's certain people that can handle that, but there's certain people that can't. You know, like if you're living in a house where someone takes all your things that you love and puts them in a box, you have to have some, I mean, it's hard. Like for me, I if I knew it was a means to an end, that's great. But if I've lived in a house 50 years, that's not going to be something that I would enjoy when I'm also worrying about moving, when I'm also worrying about a different life. And and then, not that I would know this, but as you age, <laughs> as you age, I would assume it's scary. Yeah. I would assume that you start seeing changes in your life and there are other things you worry about. And so we just have to minimize anything that would have to possibly be as stressed to them because it's already so stressful. So who would you recommend, you know, let's say the realtors that are listening, the five that are listening to this podcast. You think at five? That's a lot. I'm hoping. That's a lot. <laughs> like who would you recommend to do this type of work? Like I'm sure not everybody is capable or wants to, but like what kind of personality does it take to to do work for somebody who is, you know, selling their house because they're moving into a retirement home? So I would say this. I think patience is you have to have that and compassion. But other than that, anyone can do it. It's just if you have patience and compassion, whether you're 22 or whether you're, I mean, I can't imagine being 
52, but if you were, any age would be fine. <laughs> it's just you've got to have patience and compassion with these people. And if you do, and that means don't look at your phone while you're sitting with them. Yeah, that's a big don't one. Don't do that. Put your phone in the car or turn it over. I turn mine over all the time. Dave's got his turned over. I don't, and it's distracting me right now, so I'm turning mine over. But the thing is, is you have to really think about what's going to keep them relaxed and and focus. You got to have attention. You got to have time. You've got to be able to sit with them, and it takes a while. And I mean, there's nothing better than to achieve helping someone move at this point in their life to somewhere that they're going to be. But I mean, it's just you have to have the patience to do it, and it is a lot more work. And you've got to be willing to go meet with them, go over forms, meet with them in person, get them to sign documents with an ink pen. <laughs> you know, those kind of archaic things. It would be interesting to see you like bring a young realtor with you to one of these. You well, know, when, when you're selling to somebody who's moving to a retirement home, just to, so they could see. Well, what it's like. I, I mean, because it's a whole different dynamic. And I think, you know, the one thing you got to think about with young realtors is they have grandparents. Yes. So it's not like this is alien to them. In fact, they're probably some that are really great at yeah. it. But it's... it's And it, there's people our age that are probably really crappy yeah, at it, too. it just depends. Yeah. I just always... I, I always... I'm a very perceptive when someone's really stressed out and nervous or upset. And my go-to is, what can I do to help them? Yeah. Make them feel better. But I do think, too, in a world of ADHD people, you have to be able to focus. So yeah. you have to be able to say... In a world of ADHD and social media. Exactly. And and they don't care about social media. You know, no. that's know. the whole thing. It's like, it's funny. I've never even said this on this podcast, and it still amazes me. But my mother, her only cell phone was built in her car. Yeah. She never experienced the world we're in. And, and that... And, and they did have other That's cell crazy phones. being 35 years old that your well, mom true. Like, never. <laughs> that, absolutely. <laughs> That's true. I think it's a whole new thing and it's going to get bigger because people are living longer. It's the boomer generation. Yeah. And they're wanting to be in places like this. I've always said. And, and don't say okay, boomer to them either. So, because no, no, no. that would really. Well, not a good. lot of now it's like it might even be the next group. But, yeah. That's but true. what I would say is. I've always felt like if I lived in a place like Wellspring, it'd be like being back at my dorm in Chapel Hill. <laughs> like, wouldn't this be cool? You'd just be hanging oh, out with your friends? Oh, we can't really talk about no, this on can't. the podcast. Okay. But there are some medicines out there that says, you know, more than four hours, call a doctor. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hear that's changed the whole, like, dynamic of retirement homes. So. I, I would say so. I would say so. <laughs> but it is true. It's like I always thought, wouldn't it be cool if you could live in a place like you lived when you were in college? At the end of your life, where yeah. you're hanging out on the hall and you got friends and you go to the cafeteria or wherever and you can see movies or, you know, go down to where I think at Wellspring they even have lockers where you can keep some alcohol. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty do. sure they have their own. Yeah. yeah. So that's the, the, I think that's where we're going. So yeah. it's a, it's definitely. Thanks. I have, I now have something to look forward to when I retire. Well, I'll, I just want to make sure you and I, <laughs> I are, need we need to be money. in the same place. Okay. I'm game. So yeah, whatever, you, and if someone I, you wants just to, have to live a little bit longer, so and, I, you, I can be there. When and you're since there. we've mentioned Wellspring so many times, if you guys want to sponsor us when we're ready, we're there. <laughs> but it is a great place. We we want to just let everyone know on this podcast that we'll 
every person at every point in their life we enjoy and we try and really focus on what's going to help them. And so no transaction, no clients the same, but we appreciate you listening if anybody is. Well, that was, no, that was a great conversation. I'm I'm glad that you, you mentioned that the other day because I had never thought about, you know, that next step the people selling to people who have And I feel so retirement. honored to be such a young person who can work with yeah. these people. <laughs> but, but thank you, Nick. But it's so great hanging out with you again. Oh, no. We're so excited about this season of our podcast. We think it's our best. Yes, it is our best so far. So join in, subscribe, right, Dave? Yes, and thank it. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. And we'll help you with all your retirement needs. <laughs> all right, see you, Melissa. <laughs> okay, bye. Melissa Unscripted is produced by Tiger Moth Creative, helping businesses and nonprofits leverage the power of their story. Find links and show notes at melissagreer.com, and so you'll never miss a show, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And make sure you give us a good rating. That's it for now. See you next time.